welcome yeah. back to week eight of the Inside Slam. We have Browns at Seahawks this week. Um, my name is Derek Vu. We have Austin, Sean, and Ryan representing the NBA season that just kicked us off. Everybody, ladies and gentlemen, we got a good one for you. As always, we got four down territory. We got to go through our likes and dislikes. We have our week eight preview. We got a good one in free football talk in our Hawk talk this week. And uh, not financial advice, but you got to wait till the end for the betting betting picks. And we also have the Seahawks salute, all right? So the Seahawks are coming off a week seven win, 20 to 10 at home against the Arizona Cardinals. Um, uh, boys, we covered. Yeah, barely covered. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily. <laughs> Yeah, I thought um, in my prediction I said we weren't going to cover, but uh, Seahawks did everything they they possibly could to try to not cover, but Cardinals just couldn't capitalize on a lot of turnovers from our team. I mean, for the most part, we were dominating them. Um, In terms of moving the ball on defense, like other than that when Uchenna went out and then Dare Taylor had to – Daryl Taylor was in on like in the red zone on those like uh, obvious like anyways he was just playing more he didn't set the edge against Josh Dobbs and then Josh Dobbs just like had that twenty five yard run that just looked like nobody was playing defense for some reason I mean the defense literally shut him out like yeah uh, uh, that was great Daryl Taylor couldn't even sit. I don't know what Daryl Taylor is doing out there sometimes. He, he just runs straight up the field towards the quarterback, and he let Josh Dobbs run back, right past him on that one. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, but, I, I mean, so other than that, like, we should have been – it should have been a blowout, in my opinion. Um, but we couldn't just get scores together. That was really frustrating. I mean, in the first half, we were scoring well. But in the second half, it, we just kept stalling out. It was That was really frustrating to watch. Yeah, it's starting to become a – Oh, it kind of worries. I mean, that's two weeks in a row. Um, <clears throat> you know, the Bengals, it came back to bite us. I think luckily we're able to escape with this game. But, yeah, we'll see. You know, when we start facing better teams, uh, I don't think we can get away with leaving leaving points on the board. That's a good point. This is almost the exact same performance as the Bengals. Right? Yeah, but we just face a we just, we just face the worst team, right? It wasn't like it was. It was they scored in the first two drives. We we put up points in the first half. We didn't put up any points in the second half. Um, or maybe we put put up three points in the second half. I think, and it was just like a, like a, a boring fest with a lot of turnovers in the in the red zone. Like our third down percentage went up, which is good, but it was just against the worst team. So I don't know how much yeah. we can credit it to the, the Hawks improving, right? Yeah, but can we talk about this defense, boys? <laughs> something to get excited all right, about. All right. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I'll be the first one to apologize for the last three pods to my boy, Devon Witherspoon. <laughs> the apology needs to be as loud as the disrespect. <laughs> Man, yeah, I take back everything I said. Man's playing out, lights out. PFF ranking 90.2 run defense, 80.8 in coverage, only quarterback with 80 plus in both in the NFL, really proving me and all the haters wrong. <laughs> he legit might be the best player in the defense. Like, he might be all pro, to be honest. Like, well, you're the stuff with the he's doing overall, I hope he is. Yeah. Oh, straight up. He he's might going. Be, yeah. He might be a, like a, yeah, he's on that level. Um, 
I was watching his college tape again to just like watch like why didn't I why wasn't I like that excited about him? Um, And unless you're like paying so close attention to how he changes the play, then you don't notice how like why the offense was performing badly. Like like for example, he he he's always in press coverage. He he throws off the timing like nonstop. Like quarterbacks, it looks like a bad throw, but it's really because. Spoon had such good coverage before that throw even came that the quarterback can't throw it to the right place. So, like, seeing it in person, like, with, like, a really close uh, eye to detail right now is just super uh, impressive, like, watching watching him now. it's Because every other play, especially on third downs, he's there. He's making the play. It's annoying that they took away his second interception. The second tossed him, uh, <laughs> on, and there was like a phantom, uh, uh, what was it called, illegal contact on Tariq Woolen, which like uh, looked like normal football. And then the interception, they um, what do they call it? They called like a boy uh, mafia roughing, oh roughing the passer, yeah. right? like tapped that, him on the head. That's that, right? that is a penalty all by the books. Going to be called every time. But I think they need to look at that. If it's like, <laughs> like yeah. there are so many times, like, okay, I'm sorry that your the quarterback got hit, like tapped on the helmet. That that shouldn't be a. It's why it's why he wears a helmet. Like I get if it's helmet to helmet or shoulder to helmet, but like, <laughs> yeah, like the arm. Come on. I also yeah. like if it's maybe if it's like a an intentional like swing to the head for whatever reason, but um. When you're like clearly trying to block the pass, I don't know. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's like in, incidental contact. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how, like, it's, uh, doesn't make any sense to me how Spoon hits so hard with his frame. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. He's like hitting as hard as who can is be. the hardest hitting cornerback that you've ever known? Cornerback. Brandon Brown or Browner. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon Brown is more like a safety. He's not even like a quarterback. Yeah. Right. I don't know. But Spoon, he's like, he actually wrapping up too. Like, Bro, like Spoon is like, <laughs> he's like two inches taller than me, maybe 40 more pounds. But <laughs> the force is insane. Yeah, the, uh, I, I, that, what was that once, one show that used to have on Fox that was like uh, um, the science behind sports or sports science, oh, or sports, science. Yeah, sports science dude yeah. i would love to see like the science of, like, <laughs> sports, like i mean they could do probably for analytics like how much force like spoon is generating yeah. compared to other players you know what i mean i feel probably like the speed the acceleration it's is something just about acceleration crazy. or something because yeah, mass, mass equals force times acceleration so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we all nope, saw that. That's not even true. Rondale. Force divided by acceleration. Yeah, force is It's been a few and years. Right? MA, bro. equals MA. I was like, God, that's pretty bad. But hey, let's let's give a uh, let's give a shout out to our two rookie wide receivers getting tutties. Oh man, this Dick rookie class is unst- Bo, Bo. pretty pretty With sure. Uh, one of the super locks last week was um, the JSN anytime touchdown. Yeah, if you, did, <laughs> if you listen to the non financial hey. advice, it was plus 230. <laughs> we did call it. Um, yeah, no, JSN looked way better. Um, getting a few more routes in the open field. Bobo's catch, one of the most impressive. 
touchdown catches I think Seahawks have ever had. I mean, it was easily the highlight of like one on ESPN, right? It was yeah. number one. It was number one. It, it should have been two. I know it was number one. I fuck. I don't remember. It's, but it was it's right up catch. there with Lockett's. Yeah, right up there yeah. with Lockett's catch at Thursday night. Like, I think it's Lockett's Lockett's catch against the Rams on Thursday night. Uh, it's like those are like two. I don't even know, understand how they caught those two. The, yeah, I think Lockett's. I don't know how Amazon does this like degree of separation. Um, <laughs> cash, uh, probability. Cash, cash probability. <laughs> I see fifteen percent cash it? probability. I go like, and they're like, "That's the well, lowest one that high. any touchdowns been caught or any touchdowns caught like t- this year." I'm like, that shit is way less than a fifteen percent chance that that's gonna hit, dude. <laughs> like, that was like two percent, bro. You got a fifteen percent chance a one-handed catch when you're getting draped over with no, like, with inches to the sideline. So, Even when they called him out, he was like, "Oh, you know, like whatever." Like he's probably, like, "I was probably was out." I probably didn't get it. And then, uh-huh. and then when Pete threw it, Bubbles like, "Oh, thanks, man." Yeah, bro, it, it, at first, I I thought it was out because like it was how simultaneous it was when it hit out. It was like if you went frame by frame and like t- top of the cleat hit in and then like the right side of the cleat hit out like within the yeah. same motion. Yeah, no. But yeah. once you fr- like freeze framed it, you can like barely see like that little sliver between <laughs> it's not, the white. It's like not even an inch. That's like a millimeter. <laughs> dude. It was clean. I think JSN had a a really monumental play. We uh, converted it third down screen to first down i haven't seen that in oh, a long true. time so dude, that was like a third and seven oh, really that was, nice. with the blocking by jake bobo oh yeah yeah that jake was bobo clean is such a fucking weapon with his blocking they i will say jake jason did drop one uh he, he dropped a third down and he like was begging for a pi well, i hit him uh, right in the hands, for- bro. <laughs> he could have caught that but it was a pi because you could see that they hit his arms and his arms moved just down lower or whatever it was, yeah. it, like, but that was, I think it was like a bang bang play where like, close the guy to was like, call. "Yeah, I mean, it's it's okay that it wasn't called." Um, but you saw like how in like the slow motion, his like hands barely moved, right? And did and they just tipped off his fingers. Yeah, you know, I was I was seeing a stat. Jake Bobo is the one of like the top uh, blockers, like top rated blocking, um, like across the half of all players like above guards and tackles <laughs> that's crazy yeah. they I are mean, using him as like a polling blocker yeah because he's like he's not put in like <laughs> enough situations to lose you know what i mean so like his like his like uh his like success rate at blocking is like 90 percent. it's like skewed but it's hilarious put him on the smallest corner though. yeah <laughs> i mean it's, it, dude, he's like six four he's, he's pretty a big guy out there that's pretty crazy to watch. All right. But so, like coming in from yeah. Nazi, like even though we talked about how big this rookie class is or seeing them make impacts like immediately on the field. I was like, we were talking about Spoon. I just want to drop one more stat for you guys. Ever since he came back, he's played 100% of snaps every single game. He's got durability, man. So like, and he's like, he plays outside when we do two corner set. We drop nickel, he drops inside. He's like, man, he's playing all over the field. Oh, you know the other other guy I want to I want to shout out on defense, Jordan Brooks. I felt like he went off, like Dude, some of uh, the hardest hits I've ever seen him like make. I think that was Jordan Brooks' best great game ever. He was flying over the field. He was like, I think you could just tell he was like comfortable just wherever he was. You know, it's it's still amazing thinking how 
he's coming off was it an acl or was it a knee like yeah. ACL. ACL. Like end of the year yeah. like week like it was like week 12 or something i was, like, was gonna say the teens i think yeah, yeah it was like end of the season and being able to play week one and add a high clip like this is is insane holy shit i didn't even realize he had such a good game nine total tackles seven solos oh, Half a sack, two tackles for loss, one pass deflection, and a QB hit. Bro, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. it was a monster game for him. Like, I think one of the best games, like he's had. I mean, again, the cards, but, but still, he's still, good. Man. I was reading uh, one thing. Um, I think what's helped Jordan Brooks a lot. He he's not the main shot caller in defense now. Like Bobby does all that. So you know, Jordan Brooks, he's able to just like you know, listen to Bobby and then just like play, you know, he doesn't, it's one less thing he has to worry about out there. Yeah. There was games where he had like 17 tackles, 16, 17 tackles. And he knew it was like, well, you know, he's like 10 yards down the field. Right. But this game, he only has nine tackle total tackles, but you could just tell the impact was just way better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause Bobby was there. It, I feel like it, I feel like, I feel like the setup works well, right. Where Bobby isn't relied on to do everything. Cause you got like younger, like really athletic players, but, but for the mental shot calling and, and all that other stuff and like coaching and the leadership he takes on. Yeah. Any more likes you guys want to talk about or um, Kenneth Walker got a hundred yard game. Yeah. This is we don't need to talk about it. It's, 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 it seems like <laughs> on par with what he's been doing, but yeah, doing well. Yeah. It's very quiet. He's doing a good job following his blocks. I like it. Yeah, last week we talked about him being like a patient runner. I mean, I compared him to Le'Veon Bell, but um, he's, he's definitely like being the steady, steady, you know, two to four yard gains, taking those steady two to four yard gains that we need as opposed to last year where he's trying to like hit a lot of home runs. Right. Mm-hmm. So he's definitely, he's, he's building himself to one the better backs in the league for sure. All right. Fuck this turnovers that were uh turnover, like, Oh, machine offense that we have right now. <laughs> so bad. You know, the first, one, the first half, I was like, Dallas. the first half, I was like, okay, we're fucking back, right? This is the this is the offense that I've expected, we've we've wanted. Geno Smith, extremely efficient on the first two drives, extremely accurate. What 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 the hell happened in the second half though? He's forcing him in his, his own head. Stupid. Yeah, he's trying to overcompensate, you know, <laughs> especially the red zone. I mean, first of all, he set up poorly, like a rollout left. To the short side of the field, the play calls are horrible to begin with, and then I feel like Gino. I don't know. I've been seeing a lot, like trying to make the heroic play a lot of times, like you know when it when it's unnecessary. But hopefully, yeah, you, yeah, guys, you know, fixes it. Yeah. You guys heard what I said about Gino last week. Uh, this week, <laughs> ten-year vet man. We're on the what, sixteen-yard line, up seven points, third down, throw it away. You easily go up two scores against any like confident team, but you throw a pick at the one yard line. That's like, in a window that's not even there. Like so, yeah. I, I watched that play over and over and over again. Um, yeah, and fair. over and over. It looks like he just like threw. Okay, so Gino made a terrible decision after hesitating the first pump fake. Um, true, but Bobo also was really slow on that route. I, I'm not gonna. Pete talked about that one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pete mentioned it too. Like I watched it. If it was Tyler Lockett, Tyler Lockett, as soon as that first pump fake, he turns and is, is going upfield. And there was about like five yards of open space 
for about like a second, but Bobo took like two or three seconds to finally turn and go upfield. Um, and then Gino forced it because it was open and then he just like targeted onto it. But at that point he should have thrown it away. I mean, I think he might sense the fault on Gino, but, um, Bobo could have yeah. been, uh, if he was a more mature receiver and like they were in tune more, that could have been easily a touchdown. He might have been feeling it because like earlier in that drive, he threaded the once and no fan. You know what I'm yeah, talking about? Like the, the yeah. Dilfer dime in the ear hole of the Jason was wide open for a touch. I mean, yeah, you could have anticipated the safety just following Fan and he could have thrown an easy TD to Jason. But what I'm feeling is like maybe Gino's just feeling that, oh, yeah, I'm on one and he can make any type of throw. Y'all yeah, like my uh, screenshot, my screenshot analysis? It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> I didn't even see it live. I'm not even going to lie. This my story, Fan. I mean, when yeah, I do that pass to Fant, though, when Gino has time, has, like, sees the opening, makes a decent read, like, the, the, the throws are so beautifully accurate, it's insane. Yeah, I'm not doubting uh, Gino's arm talent. When he when he has time, we've seen him make unbelievable throws. Has I forgot what the statistics were, but, like, it was, like, it showed it at halftime. His time uh, of over, like, one and a half seconds versus under, it was crazy difference. But, yeah, just making these turnovers is crazy. Like, making, a, like like I said, if we play against a, any good team, they're going to punish us. He had that pick, next possession, fumble at our own 34-yard line. We got lucky that our defense got, like, a three and out, and then they missed an easy 30, 40-yard field goal. Um yeah, yeah, we just gotta clean that stuff up. Prater Prater was uh yeah, he crying and out. yelling on the sideline because <laughs> the, the holder left the laces <laughs> facing oh him. God. I mean, technically as a kicker, you should still be able to kick through the laces. But like as a holder, that's your one job, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of special teams gaffes, we're not gonna go through this segment and not talk about the worst player on this football team. That's DJ Dallas. Just when he I, was doing well, man. man. Catches the punt. Instead of making his way upfield, he waited until the two gunners came down on converge on him, and he tried to split him up. And as he went up, he does not secure the football with the three points of possession, right? One point, two point, three point. Didn't have it. The defender stripped it out easily. Like, it wasn't even close, right? And then he gets credit for making another punt return of 20 yards later in the game by running straight. Like, he just has no moves. I don't know what he provides to the football team. Uh, He's an energy guy, um, I think. I think. <laughs> like a blue guy. The team's put D. Eskridge back there, dude. Like, he's back this week. You know, just put him back there, man. Is that how you feel? I think. Anything else? That is how I feel. <laughs> That's uh, how I feel. Uh, his, his punt return was 32 yards. Yeah. Don't, don't, under, don't underplay him. Come on now. He does, he does bring the hype, bro. Dude, people love his what? energy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would like to see, I would like to see Esther's get a crack at it. We drafted him as like the speed gadget guy. If he's like not going to get snaps at receiver because of how stacked we are, we might as well use him in the return game, which yeah. I think he was yeah. slated to do before his uh, suspension. He was, he was, he was supposed to be our punt returner. I don't know if kick returner, we really care too much. Um, but, and, and then just like a deep ball guy, just to send it in on, on like uh big wire receiver packages. But, yeah, we need a dynamic punt returner. I will say, had DJ Dallas not fumbled, 
his production in the punt return game has been good for the last like, three or four games, like better than what we've a- averaged and had for like the last five it's, years. It's probably average for an NFL team. Better than what we've had for the last five years. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I think. I think the Seahawks should just fair catch every time. We haven't had a punt return touchdown in eight years. I can't even remember the last good. So punt we should return. fair catch every time. <laughs> <laughs> we literally yell at him every time he fair catches it with ten yards of space. Oh, I know. It's we should just, we should so just have no. One, we should have no one back there. Just run punt return safe man, and then just let the ball <laughs> no, go wherever it should. Okay. <laughs> so we, can't just, we can't just use like one of our sixth or seventh round. Like we can't just scout the college like world for the best return. Like the okay, top five es- returners should be able to fill that role <laughs> like, if he's. In NFL shape. I mean, he hasn't been able to practice with the team for since August. August, like we haven't had a good return since Devin Hester in the playoff game against Atlanta. Honestly, like (laughs) we might be the worst team in the league. 2012. What what are you talking (laughs) about? It's like 2015 or 16. Devin Hester, he like broke through three tackles in 2012. Devin Hester, he was so good. Um, yeah anyways let's uh i'm just glad i got that one off my chest um let's let's end this dislikes by uh talking about how we're not really able to uh, put away bad teams yeah yeah no that's the uh that's the same one from earlier this year um it's kind of like in the giants game right like if it wasn't for the defense and a bad team on the other side we might probably lose those games exactly uh panthers we almost closed it out like we scored a touchdown in the fourth quarter um, and essentially it was closed out, but like they still made it within one score at the end garbage time. But yeah, no, we, we're not closing out these. Uh, we're, we're not putting them away. It's, it doesn't feel like super decisive, but it's a, it's a win. You can't argue. Yeah. Um, Zero second half uh, offensive TDs since week three, yeah. which is uh, you guys, we're you guys feel like eight. the play the play calling becomes a little more conservative in the second half. Like, I don't know, Jay, like the way, the way I think about it, Jason had four, he had all the stats in the first half. And then for whatever reason, he doesn't get a single target again. And it felt like they're handing it off more, trying to kill the clock. Um, I, I, I kind of attribute it to coaching. I think Waldron does not um, anticipate things if we are successful the first half. If we are like toe to toe with them in the first half, he'll like be like, okay, we need to make some changes in order to win. If we're already winning, he's not going to make any changes. And if we don't make any changes, even if we are winning, it just gives the opponent opportunities to like to cut to, to clamp down on some stuff to to figure us out a little bit more. Because I, I, mm-hmm. I don't think the play calling is more conservative or anything. I think we actually are calling still aggressive plays. It's it's just that we're not completing anything. And then hey, tag say, on I Gino, think, uh, superhero mentality. I think, uh, just like our mentality, we're like, yeah, we're pl- calling some Stanley Cup. But I think like we're more playing not to lose. Like when we put the yeah. only impressive game I saw from this, <clears throat> this whole season was the Lions, where you see the Lions like throwing blows and they're like, shit, we got to answer. But we play the Bengals, we play the Arizona Cardinals, like shit, they're just punting too. So let's just like play like not we just don't make mistakes you know play good defense keep keep safe throws screens runs so like we're just not coming out with that same fire screens a safe throw for us 
Hey, you saw Jason get that first. What? <laughs> I'm saying like we're not doing, we're not like we're not doing a lot of things to like get, go out and win. You know, we're, we're not taking those deep bombs. Okay. We're not taking like risky plays. I I I I 100 agree. It, it really reminds me of uh, Buffalo last night. Okay, well Buffalo, they actually were trying to kill. <laughs> like Tampa Bay. They just they just kept stalling out. But you know, you would still see Josh Allen throw yard, like passes 15 yards down yeah. uh the field and there were up two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, right? So I feel like we're not doing that, man. We're not like step on their throat when they're down, finish the game, you know what I mean? God. Exactly. They should have the capability to do that. Like our like, like you see what the our defense, man. Our defense is lights out. You see what the Eagles oxygen. did Sunday night, right? Like like yeah. they they get the turnover from Miami and they take eight minutes off the clock. I know we can't do a tush push, but damn man, can we get some first downs? Like goddamn, whatever, whatever. We can do eight minutes of just like brutalizing tush push <laughs> no two from your own twenty. But Dude, but yeah, look at our last like that, you five. Know I mean? Our last five possessions: two minutes fifty three seconds. Pick. 35 seconds fumble minute 35 three and out 241 field goal 106 just to end the game was there a question there i'm just talking about how <laughs> now it's just going in with what you said like we can't even what get, is your opinion like, on this failed set of even... drives for the last five ten minutes i was, I was giving to the numbers to the viewers man <laughs> you know, hey guys i know i know we're struggling we got we got things we can improve on but, you know, at the end of the day, it's a divisional win, and a win's a win. Is, those are hard to come by here in the NFL. It's true. That's true. You know what's funny? There's a lot of critics calling for trade, trades, benching, cutting people. Uh, and not too long ago, we were all expected to be a losing team. <laughs> I know. We're, we're, we have jumped from <laughs> just expecting a, a losing record to <laughs> expecting a Super Bowl like execution, you know what I mean? <laughs> Super Bowl it's execution. actually ridiculous. It's a very short rebuild process. After our Broncos win last year, I said, I don't care if we win another game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here we are. A playoff run. We're four I mean, and two into this season. I know. You know things it's, could be the longer. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. I, I don't know if we're doing free talk or the preview next, but like we're four and two. San Francisco is only five and two. I thought they're going to be a runaway shot at the division. Now we're only half a game back of the division right now. So yeah, hey, that, the, the, the future, the future's bet's still alive, baby. Okay. Hey, let's get into uh, let's get, let's cover the preview first. At the, yeah, yeah. Right, let's, get, let's go. Let's get into the preview. So we got week eight, uh, one o'clock at home against the Browns. Uh, for for those that are fans before 2012 of the Seattle Seahawks, we are going to go back to our throwbacks. The royal blue unis with the silver tops. Everybody, you guys remember those? Oh, shit. Hold on a sec. Let me go get this jersey real quick to show it up. Yeah. <laughs> those that I know, yeah. we give them a visual. Let's see it. Yeah, Let's see yeah. It. Let, let the fans know what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's sold out a lot. So, you know, for people that couldn't get their hands on it. Yeah, I'm, sure uh, I am, I'm so fired up to see these old, old unis. These are the ones that I, I fell in love with. <sighs> I, go back in, I, I wish I could go back in time when Can said, "You want spoon or woolen?" <laughs> <laughs> You're probably switching. Oh, yeah, I need to change this background. Dude, this anybody who says uh, that the best throwback jerseys are not these 
in the NFL is uh Yeah, they're lying. They're just fucking no, lying. Those are, well, those are the best I, jerseys. I will say the the Philly Kelly Greens like are pretty like darn good. Ones, yeah. <laughs> I was like those yeah, are like the, the Kelly Greens good. are pretty darn good too. But these these are sweet, man. These I feel like is the blue and green just encapsulates the Northwest. Like every every Seattle team has blue and green in it. I, I, I will admit the, the Philly color greens are nice. Um, yeah, those are nice. But uh, man, the like not just capturing the blue and green, the royal blue and like the uh, the hot the evergreen green or whatever. But um, it's just like such a beautiful modern rendition of the throwback jersey. I thought. Yeah, the silver yeah. too. It's just such a nice compliment. It's gonna look yeah. like the full. Oh, so no way we so with, with that being said, there's no way we can lose this game with wearing these jerseys, right, guys? <laughs> There's no way. I feel like the jersey's got to give us at least another three point advantage to spread. Right. Put that in the spread. It's baked into the spread. It's baked in the spread. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good idea. Hey, just because of the jerseys. Seahawks <laughs> might have What are the keys to the game? I think uh, we've been saying it every year. Uh, I mean, every game, keeping Geno clean, playing literally the best defense right now. Browns, Miles Garrett, man. I don't know how we're gonna block this man without. Who got to get we, tight end help, another... running back help? Who 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 was it? Was it Indy or um? I can't. No, it was the team before Indy that that Cleveland faced where they uh that, the Niners. No, no. Or the team before that, where every time Miles Garrett moved across the line, they had two tight ends moving with him. We saw what Miles Garrett could do, even like. Last game, Tennessee. Got, it was Tennessee. It was Tennessee. Uh, Colts look like they're running away with it, though. Miles Garrett uh, strip, strip sack for a touchdown. The blocked the field goal. Rich. <laughs> Dude, on the fact that Miles is going crazy. The defensive end was accountable for like twenty-one points himself. One player on the defense accountable for like twenty-one points. It's honestly, I do think um, the refs kind of screwed up that game. <laughs> Oh yeah, they, uh, the rest yeah. were pretty bad all around the league, but, oh, yeah. um, especially the Rams, Pittsburgh game too. Is it, is it just me, or is like the the ref performance worse this year, or is it just like replays? I know that like there's complaints every year, but for some reason I feel like this year it seems really bad. Like the Philly Miami game, just some questionable. Yeah, there's, questionable there's zero side. chance. I feel like there's, there's a lot of uh, goes through uh, a full football game with zero penalties. I feel like there's a lot of like uh, inconsistency this year. Like one game, you'll see they'll call uh, all the legal contacts, all the PIs, and the other games they'll let them. See, you see that last like I know it's the last play; they're not gonna call it. But on Thursday night, did you see how much like three different PIs on that Hail Mary? Oh yeah, they were literally tackling. <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Let's get let's get back to our Browns game though. Um, what should we do to win this game besides wear the royal blue uniform? I got you. In addition to wearing the, the best uniforms uh, the league has seen in years, um, I think we got to establish the play action game. So with that, <clears throat> you know, comes a heavy dose of K9. I saw saw a stat today. Gino's completing a league high, eighty percent of his throws off the play action. So, you know, I would think with with the successful play action game means Gino has more time to throw. Um, yeah, I think then we got to do that. Establish the run through that play action and you know we can open this defense up and uh, really just confuse the the pressure on cleveland 
Jeez, their defense stacked. I'm looking at that depth. It's pretty good. They got to. They got to run. Yeah, like, every single position is a stud, bro. But at, at the same time, Gardner Minshew, Gardner Minshew cut him up. Like he was yeah. dawning people. I mean, me and you saw his his two scrambles like on the goal line. Just, Dude, he <laughs> one cut two up. jump cuts on one play and juked out like five people. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, let's let's be real. This Browns team—they just allowed 38 points to the Colts. We uh, need to take nation. advantage of their aggressiveness, but, aka with the screenplay. So, Browns, damn the screen established the screen. Love it. What the Browns defense is amazingly good at is their um is, per, is they're number one in the league right now in yardage, but they're not number one in the league in points, which is kind of what you need in the end right and i think it's because their offense is kind of limited you know we can take advantage of short field situations we don't actually need a lot of yards to score so to me it just comes back to the same thing that we were talking about last week converting um in the red zone either for a touchdown or just making sure that we get field goals so that's just minimizing turnovers when we're on their side of the field and getting those points when we get that opportunity and i think we will because i mean i know pj walker has pulled out a couple dubs now but uh <laughs> our defense is playing at a good clip where I think we should be able to limit him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Walker, to... he's... Go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead, man. Go ahead. I'll say, and just going on to their defense, they, they give up a lot of yards, but they're very aggressive. They get turnovers, like, which is something we've been struggling with the last couple of weeks, just protecting the ball. So we don't want to give this uh, Browns offense the short field because they, like, they don't have the personnel to, I don't think... <clears throat> on our defense to drive eight, 70, 80 yards. So protecting the ball, not turning it over, giving them short fields is a big key for us, I think, to win this game. Yeah. PJ Walker, let's be real. He's 33 for 66 these last two games. No touchdowns, three picks. Like, okay, not that know, he's got to really. Well, but, he, but he's at least <laughs> well to do better. No, I'm saying. No, no, I agree. I agree. We got we to gotta, we gotta keep reinforcing that, you know, like let him try to beat us. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're first in yard, like they're first in um, yards allowed, right? Only like 240 yards allowed total, but they're 11th in points allowed. So even though they have the scariest defense, like, we should be able to score. We should be able to score on anyone, man. This this offense is too high powered to. This yeah, man. Is good. We have four. We have four star receivers, dude. Three star tight ends. Top five running back in the league. Top ten quarterback. Can what's you, what's you, going on? We have three star tight ends. We have, we have four <laughs> star receivers. <laughs> is this offense high powered, bro? You saw what we did the last two weeks yeah. against two teams that. Looked atrocious. Hey, whatever we do, we cannot out. do that. We cannot just leave our tackles on islands. All right. Like, okay, let's let's finish up the scores because I got some I got some questions about like what are we missing from being a high powered offense. But let's right. uh, yeah, let's, 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 let's finish the, the scores. Time. Yeah. So what's your what's your prediction? Yeah. I think, I think we put up the same amount of points we've been putting up every game, about twenty points, and I think we hold Browns to thirteen. Twenty to thirteen. Nice and low scoring, but we close out a frustrating win. God damn, that's literally one. I got to change my now. Yeah, I said 13-2. Should I change my Yeah, bang, bang what you got, bro. 
I didn't. I wasn't even. Uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be pretty ugly, close game. Both defenses performing well. I have it seventeen thirteen Seahawks. Uh, all right, my mine's uh, kind of in the same vein. I got I got a crazy score. This might be the first time this scores happened in NFL history. I got a only field goals game, eighteen to fifteen Hawks. Jason Meyer kicks in six of them for the win. That's definitely not the only time that score happened. <laughs> if you said like five to two, if you said five to two, that's the only time that score might have happened. <laughs> if you said four to two, yeah, you know, I'd believe you there. <laughs> All right, Corey. 18 15 has, uh, has happened in eight games in the NFL. So, uh, you're uh, kind of. Kind of far off there. Uh, the latest game is 2018. So, um, anyways, my scoring prediction is 13 to six. I think it's a a slugfest. Both defenses just kind of slug up. Uh, just a little note: it's actually going to be no rain here in Seattle. It's going to be a, a brisk morning, zero clouds. Um, oh, it's a home. We'll see game. what actually happens. Yeah. So, yeah. off of all scores, it looks like Neem is the only one on the pod that thinks Seahawks covered. I thought this. I'm getting it. I thought it's minus three or no. No, I put 13 to six. Hey, oh, I think you said thirteen sixteen. It just dropped. It just jumped to four. Oh, thirteen six. I, I, I yeah, my bad. I thought you said thirteen sixteen. I thought you said thirteen sixteen. My original score is actually twenty one thirteen, and then you chose twenty to thirteen dogs. <laughs> 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 I didn't. I didn't even see hers. I, I've been, you know, honestly, I've been looking at our week six, our week seven notes the entire time, <laughs> and I was just confused where you guys were like getting your topics. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta take that clip out. We, hey, oh, we don't have notes. This is all hey, off the dome. Take notes, bro. This is all off the <laughs> dome. No notes, bro. <laughs> all right, this is uh, gonna lead into our our favorite uh, chapter of the uh, of the week. It's our free football talk. Hawk talk is the you know meant um, to talk about anything around the NFL. Maybe uh, uh, on season projections for the Seahawks. Where do you guys want to start this off? Let's talk about the trade block, man. Okay, well, Ooh. first we we signed we signed Frank Clark. Right, Uchenna going down. Mm-hmm. Oh, we didn't even talk about that in the keys of the game. Oh well, oh, yeah. well that's not a key. Well, Man, rest up. Yeah, I don't think he a key. It's not, to it's the not game a key. Yet. Oh, losing Uchenna is kind of a key. Hey, rest up, yeah. King. But uh, yeah, no. rest up. <laughs> <laughs> do, do some uh, stretches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, is he done? Done for the year? Yeah, he's done. Yeah, done. He Pe- like you, even you if we re- make the Super Bowl. No, you can't return from a pec surgery like that. <laughs> I mean, he'll bro, be, he could he could swim move like he he'll be spin. so ineffective. <laughs> like the strength that you need that you but, need to build uh, is just like not worth it. Yeah, so so Chenna's gone for the season with a pec injury, but we did sign Frank Senior. That's Frank Senior. Clark to those who are uh, Frank Clark Senior to those of you who are un, unfamiliar. Reunited with like Jaron Reed. You still got that contract? Uh... Frank those, Clark's contract. Those numbers. Oh, the yeah. details. One point one six five mil prorated. Uh, Jeez, for the, what a steal! <laughs> which comes out yeah. to effectively the vet man of eight hundred, um, if he plays every game the rest of the season, close to it at least. Jeez. He already collected a three and a half mil from the Broncos earlier, so uh, it's not what he's used to. But I'm sure he's he's glad to take home a paycheck for him and his three kids. Not that he needs 
<laughs> more money. Paycheck. <laughs> hey, I mean, <laughs> to, to feed his kids. Man had an eighty million dollar contract just like four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> my, yeah, I, got, I got a hot. I got a hot take for the trade block. Okay, let's get back to the trade block. Let's get back to the trade block. Is there anything left with Frank for a 30 30 year old Frank? I was like, shit, I'm thirty one. Give me a drink. (laughs) 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 No, the trade trade block. I don't think we should trade for anyone, to be honest. Like the defense, adding in a new person to the locker room right now, I feel like that's risky. You know, like about a kicker. (laughs) Not a kicker. Myers is good. I think the, the, the camaraderie, the chemistry is there. Like, we don't need to shake things up with a Percy Harvin or Jimmy Graham type of deal, you know? Like, let, let these guys rock and uh, well, see how the wrong season with those guys? <laughs> they, were, they were locker room killers, let's be real. What about, what about Jamal Adams? Uh, true. I do love Jamal. <laughs> I, realistically... I don't know who we could bring in. I mean, I was seeing Leonard Williams as a, a potential Chase Young sweat. But. You know, I, I think our defensive line is playing extremely well from a run blocking and like above average from pass rushing. Um, I think losing Uchenna is going to hit us harder than we think later in the season. Like currently – um, Daryl Taylor and Boye Mafe are Boye Mafe actually number one pass rush win rate in the league above Miles Garrett. Um, although he's only he's double teamed the least out of the top tw- or like the second least out of the top twenty pass rushers in the league. Daryl Taylor number twenty or something uh, at pass, pass rush win rate win rate, and he's he's double teamed the least out of the top twenty. So like. Um, even though those guys right now are outperforming Chenna in like the pass rush game, like they those guys, even though they're they're balling out, I don't think they can keep up that production the rest of the year. So bringing in Frank Clark is needed. But if we were to make a move on someone, I do believe we should go for Chase Young or Montez Sweat or Leonard Williams, one of those big DE guys that can play both sides of uh, pass rush and run block. I think that'd be really effective towards a towards a late playoff run. Yeah, I like, yeah, I I like those two contracts. Um, they're like coming off that final year, the rookie year deal. So how much leverage does the other team uh, have to ask for in return? <clears throat> Probably not that much if they don't intend to sign them. Right? We, could, we could get them for a mid-round pick, I feel like, if they're not playing on sign Because they're already chopping up the season. You know what I mean? It's like they're like two yeah. and four, Washington, I think. It's not good over there. I mean, who was that guy that was like uh, – in the do rat, yeah, I was just like, out. I'm fucking Jonathan tired of this shit, man. This is, seven years. This is bullshit. All right, let's get him. I mean, they think would be nice. Jonathan Allen's the guy we were wanting, like in this off season before he just signed a a, a big contract. I think they showed uh, a video of him before week one. It said, "Like, are you excited about this upcoming season?" Yeah, new ownership. I'm really excited to see. Uh, what this team can do, we came close last year, and then this is week seven. I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. I was like, dude, that feel like that's me when, I, like, for the, when the Seahawks go on a losing streak. <laughs> I know, man. The only thing I don't want to things I don't want to trade for these guys because then we're gonna have to pay the big bucks. And in our history, when we t- trade for these superstars it's it usually doesn't work out 
So I'm on the same boat as Sean. Um, I think the only thing I would might want to address is if there's like a veteran offensive lineman we can get out there right now that not too expensive that we could play in at tackle. We've seen what our O line looks like without Abe Lucas. I'm not sure how close he is to returning. I know it's like what one more week and then he can return, but I don't know different than uh, Jason Peters. (laughs) <laughs> like, a, like a guy actually that can that, play that's, that's actually playing now <laughs> <laughs> not off the couch what about dj fluker <laughs> oh he, he's he, he's on twitter he's active he's trying to get back on the squad he's a yeah. guard though right yeah no he's, yeah. he's not he's not a tackle it's just funny because he's like trying he's like trying advertising himself right now yeah i don't know i don't know who a vet like o-lineman i haven't scouted the league on who would who would fit well yeah, I don't have like a name right now, but like, like that's like the only move I would want. I don't want, like Sean said, I don't want to bring in a guy um, from defense and then like, like your current plays are like, shit, we're not good enough or something. Like, you don't think yeah. we can fill that role? You no, know, I, as you saw yeah. this last week, Boye, when uh, Nwosu went down, we saw Boye play his season high snap, I think. And he played throughout the yet against, I mean, it was against the Cardinals, but. I think Boye has the potential to be like a full-time starter in that role. I'm a little bit more worried about uh, Daryl Taylor, but I'm hoping Frank Clark and him can kind of like switch off and both of them combined can like make up for Nwosu. You hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hope. I'm saying like even You're if you bring in Chase Young, in it, bro. You bring in Chase Young, right? What is he done in? Okay, so I kind of agree. I don't, I don't want to go for like the, the the huge contract. I feel like Montez Sweat is like top, top of the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like, yeah. I'm I'm not sure exactly um, what's uh, happening ahead of this trade deadline. Seahawks sometimes do make uh, one thing about the Seahawks. They do make a trade as opposed to making up the the free agent pickup. So um, I'm excited to see what they evaluate and if they actually get them. Um, in terms of their actual talent evaluating. I know um, we this is our first game ever actually without DK Metcalf. He hasn't missed a game since being in the NFL. Uh, and some people are saying we should trade him, but um, yeah, we need to, we need to cut those train. people out of Seahawks. Yeah, fandom. Man, even, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 48, here, minutes, time, 48 minutes ago, That's both K9 and DK removed off the injury report and will play. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Those guys are staying on for sure. I mean, DK is the greatest talent, honestly. Like, <laughs> I can't can't even remember. Yeah, I mean, easily one of the most explosive like offensive talents that we've drafted until maybe this year and last year. We'll see how you know JSN and K nine are, but he's performed, man. Yeah, people are comparing him to like Debo. <laughs> if you like compare his numbers to Debo, he has like two times the receptions, yards, and touchdowns, and they're drafted the same class. You know what I mean? Hey, Debo ain't a whiteout. He's a running back? What is he? <laughs> <laughs> now, one big thing I wanted to bring to this uh, free talk is, like, how confident are you guys moving forward? Like, I know we talked about in not last pod, two pods ago, we were all around, like, I don't even remember, eight or something? This was before the Bengals game? Like, I, I, can, start. I can start if you guys want. I, I oh, have yeah. it as a six. That's where you were at last time. <laughs> yeah, fucking go. I dude. I was Dude, seeing like I, I was gonna say five, honestly. 
seeing what we've done to these like bottom feeders, bro. Like we played two like I was here stat. The teams we played combined record fourteen and twenty six. <laughs> Without the Lions, All right. nine and twenty-four. All right, so yeah, we have had the easiest strength of schedule, <laughs> and then the remainder of the season is the hardest strength of schedule. I, I'm I'm so, well aware of these numbers. And we still numbers. lost two of the games against only one of the teams is above five hundred. Okay, wins right. a win. Ram, Rams have a yeah, number. All right, a win, a win is a win. <laughs> yeah, the good the good teams find See, a way this, to do this, it. Halfway, the Hawks they they play down to their opponent, but they also play up to their opponent. Sometimes. <laughs> that's like, all right, five, I, that's why I said I'm a six. Like, I was wondering how confident you guys are. Like, does that scare, number not scare you? That okay, like, well, okay, what's what's this confidence? Give me a little more context on what this confidence Confidence is to, of like. Confidence we're going to win the Super Bowl? Con- <laughs> nah, confidence will perform win to our one potential. One, one game in the playoffs. One, one game in the playoffs. We're going to win one game in the playoffs. Yeah, dude, I'm still on a yeah. nine. <laughs> <laughs> Anything can happen. Look, dude, the Niners <laughs> lost two in a row. To Bro, we're, we're four and two, man. Out. We're like power rankings. We're probably top ten still, so we're at least making the playoffs, right? And then winning the yeah, first game saying, if it's wild card like, or if we're upper games coming up. I feel like, and we didn't like we're not performing against bottom feeders. So I think I'm just after wondering s- how we're gonna do against actually good teams. After seeing good teams like SF, even Philly. um, who else is a top team in the NFC? <clears throat> okay, the Lions, not only did we beat them, Baltimore blew them out last week. By the way, that was the double super lock between me and Sean. <laughs> yeah. I, hope, I, hope, I hope the listeners make good money on that one. Who else in the NFC? And don't say the Cowboys. <clears throat> See. A, don't, you think Kirk Chains can come back? Dude, that's right. <laughs> I'd still be scared of the Cowboys. It'd, be, yeah, it'd probably be like a 50 50 game. Yeah, 50 50. I'm not like month. confident that we're going to, like, I'm going to throw my like, hella money down on it. I mean, confident we'll be in a position to have a chance. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's still so chance, early. It's still so early in the season, too. Like, they're, they're still gelling together. What, yeah, I, go ahead. We'll, we'll see. The thanks, I think the Thanksgiving game, like, you know, you know, when the Hawks, the year before they made the Super Bowl, like when they flipped that switch was when they blew out the Niners 42 to 10 Sunday night. I think uh, the Thanksgiving game will be really indicative if it's like a, you know, for real team or not. Yeah. I mean, I agree the, the, the tough matchups we'll, we'll, we'll see a lot more, but um, the way, I, the way I view it, we're still gelling together. We're still, we're still gelling together. We're still performing at least to par, right? We're not, we're not performing to our, I think our capability, but um I see all other teams also doing that, right? I think the only team that has been playing to their capability was like SF and Philly for the first five, six weeks. Um, and again, Philly last Sunday night. But every other team, you can still see that they're still getting things together. Like even Miami, um, their defense is is terrible. So it's like even though they put up 70 points, I still see us in that, in that ballpark, right? Tier 2 ballpark. But... Follow-up question to that. What do you think we need on the offense to take us to that level? Because our defense is already there, right? Our offense, what do you think is our missing piece? If we, we have we a need the red piece, zone right? execution. The red zone execution. We But then what is the but then what is that? You know what I mean? Is it is it strictly the plays? Like what I think it's like how are we gonna I, fix how are we gonna fix that? You know what I mean? 
I think half plays and half uh, just getting Abe Lucas back. Like we've seen what Gino can do with time. I think if we're not going to add another piece, we just have to wait for what we had to come back. So I think once Abe Lucas comes back, we have the edges secured. Uh, Gino has time and then hopefully Waldron can like freaking scheme up some better plays with, with Gino having time. Cause like right now, like when we have, like he, he's having to allocate like a running back or tight end to help, which means there's not as many outlets for Gino too. And even with that help, he's still getting pressured. So it's like less outlets and still getting pressured. So it just that that sounds to me like not a lot, right? So it sounds like we're 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 on the knocking door then of knocking on the door of like reaching like high octane offense, right? This, this yeah. doesn't sound like a lot. I mean, we have the pieces, but but I just. I don't know. I'm I'm not that confident in Waldron. Mm. 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 Cut Waldron. I think we need to utilize our tight ends. <laughs> part of the Cut like, Waldron uh, campaign. Yeah. Eh? <laughs> I, I, like I know there's like there's well you guys said it's like it's not always greener, so obviously we could get worse. But I don't think Waldron. He doesn't like bring out the best of our players. I feel like it's kind of a vanilla. I don't know if it's like P overriding him, but I feel like our offense is kind of vanilla, and it's been vanilla for yeah last few years. All right, I think that's that's pretty good for our hawk talk. Let's uh let's get into our betting picks and weekly locks of the week. I know <laughs> some of us made a little cheddar last weekend. Let's just uh let's keep riding that wave. Sean, you had a good week. What's uh yeah? What's the move this week? <laughs> All right, last week if you were following, I was three and one on the locks of the week uh, unfortunately my charters <laughs> didn't pan out but this week i'm ready for revenge again I'm not gonna lie there's some ugly ugly games ugly lines it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough week but i got three for you first one give me carolina plus three at home versus houston carolina for the first one of the some- season <laughs> they gotta <laughs> win they gotta win sometime <laughs> this feels like the one um i thought carolina they jumped out to a 14-0 lead on on Miami. You know, unfortunately, the the talent disparity just started showing. But Bryce Young at home, you think, think he's ready to prove a point? So you want to do money line, CJ or Stroud. you just want to do spread there? No, give me give me spread just in case. I, I like to play <laughs> safe. Sprinkle, <laughs> sprinkle a little on the money line. <laughs> Maybe money line. Next game. Um, I'm not going to overthink this one. Give me Miami minus 9.5 against Ooh. New England. I know I know New England just beat, you know, the Bills at home. But before that, they, they haven't done anything this year. Mac Jones looks terrible. And, uh, you know, I think we got to look when we bet. We got to look past what just happened in the week and look at it from a bigger picture. Miami's just, you know, larger talent uh, group compared to New England across the board. And then my last pick, I know I just said we got to look at the season as a whole, but the Kansas City Chiefs, <laughs> God damn it, they have, <laughs> one time this team has to cover. Give me the Broncos plus seven at home. I'll even throw a little on Broncos money line against the Chiefs, you know. God damn um, it. God damn God it. You damn got it. Got Russell Wilson. <laughs> Russell, I'm a, I'm a he did win. That one. He did win one, you know, against the Packers last weekend, I think. Uh, Denver, they'll find a way to keep it close and gritty. See a lot of action with Javante Williams. Probably try to keep the ball away from Patty. And uh, 
season on the line, what Jimmy defense? Russell. <laughs> <laughs> they they're doing what they're doing better ever since the seventy point uh, debacle. I told you it's it's not gonna be pretty this week. You gotta you gotta go against the grain. How do you feel about uh, made out there? Or <laughs> with uh is Purdy not supposed to play, right? Sam Darnold season? Darnold. Uh, that that line's scary. <laughs> yeah, that that line's scary. I, I, the Bengals, in theory, they, they should cover. Um, you know, but these Sundays. SF yeah. at home, McCaffrey like desperate, kind of backs against the wall. I don't know. I, I would know. I wouldn't bet against them. I'm not going to bet against SF either. I think after having two losses, you know, people might start to think they're weak. They're not a weak team, so I wouldn't I wouldn't bet against them. I am going to join you though on the double super lock of the week is uh, Miami minus nine and a half. I think that's going to be a blowout for sure. Um, <laughs> my other one is kind of like you. These these, these lines are a little lopsided. Arizona is a tougher team. They're a bad team, but they're they're a tougher team than they than they show out to be. Um, Ravens coming off a very big win against uh, Detroit. I think the data is a little skewed towards the Ravens right now. They are they have been playing pretty well, but uh, I think Arizona covers. I don't think Arizona wins. Don't do anything money line there. I think they just cover. So yeah, minus nine and a half for Miami. Arizona plus nine and a half. <laughs> the teams right. were recommending uh, it's not for the faint of heart <laughs> <laughs> you, you might need to look for some backdoor covers you know on these. <laughs> this ain't for the faint of heart this week this week is hard bro it's, it's hard, cause there's dude. like all these like 8 point spreads it's <laughs> and then the other ones are like hella close or it's like two ugly teams yeah. there's a there's a week to bet not play the spreads or the lines I think you gotta go prop bets this week but uh Again, for the listeners out there, this is not financial advice, but uh, last week we did make money. Yeah, I mean, I mean, these these games that are like super close are like Falcons against Titans. Um, I was going to ask you about that one. What do you guys think about uh, Titans rolling out the two quarterbacks on every other series? That sounded wild. He was like, "Oh, let's do Levis and Malik Willett." <laughs> Like both of them are gonna play either each series or each other every two. Unless series. you just bring in Malik Willis to do like. Wildcat stuff. I don't, just doesn't make sense to have like court, two quarterbacks run the offense. This is a poorly run franchise right now. I, how just... do you draft two quarterbacks in back to back drafts in the second round, and then you're just gonna go with like <laughs> a two two by two drive? First of all, I already like Malik Willis a lot, so I don't know why they had to draft Levis. Really? I get his rookie year wasn't you know super impressive, but I I like I, I just think he's still a really good prospect. Yeah, I wouldn't bet against the Falcons. I, I, Falcons are my lock of the week. Uh, last week, I know a lot of people picked Tampa Bay. I think uh, Drake London, if you if you check his uh, box score, trending up. Ritter starting to play more confidence. Did you uh, see they, that, won, uh, they won without Bijan last week too. So. You see that game, uh, video of Young Hui? Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. He's he's Dude, that guy must be dude, that guy's a dog. He's a he's a straight Chad. Dude, he's the man. He's the man. You know how much of a DJ you have to be to talk about betting the Falcons? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't bet him on this week. I don't know. I think Titans surprised the the league with you know, Falcons are kind of running hot right now. I mean, they're not playing like super yeah. well, but they're like winning. Um, I think Titans surprised the league, but it's it's such a close game. I mean, there are close games. It's like Saints and the Colts, 
both are like performing decently yet underperforming at the same time. Weekend is scary week. Honestly, I would I would stay away from Jets and Giants. Is Tyrod playing again? Tyrod's actually yeah, kind of falling out. He, <laughs> Wait, dude, he made Darren Waller a stud, bro. Done well, he should be, him. man. <laughs> I mean, he should. They signed him. Like, yeah. So, and then you know, us, the Bears and Chargers is another one. But like, us is also a good. T- uh, us versus the Browns is also a good game of like top playing defenses, underperforming offense, but like still overall a good team. Shit, yeah, actually, yeah, the uh, unrelated looking at the NFC standings, bro. This shit, my teams are ass, bro. That's what I'm saying. No <laughs> dogs, top no three, dominant. top four teams. Yeah, we're like four or five, four or five. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I just like discount the boys from being up there until they pr- pr- prove themselves. I, I'd, I'd put us at four. I'd still have uh, Eagles, Niners, and Cowboys. I, I would, uh, I think we're like. Same tier. Honestly, I think Lions, bro. Oh, you think Lions over Cowboys? I think, yeah. I think we did beat the Lions, but I think overall they're they don't. They're I, yeah, I'd be I'd be more scared of the Lions in the playoffs than the Cowboys. I, I think yeah. I agree with yeah. you. <clears throat> I'd be more scared. They're like fearless play calling. Yeah, dude. You know, like, can we sign that guy as our head coach, bro? Ben Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just call for Pete's firing too? Ben <laughs> Johnson. <laughs> dude, that's got that play caller is electric, bro. He is. Yeah, is. When is when is he gonna utilize Jameer Gibbs though? Someone tell me. <laughs> he went off yet yeah, last week, but uh, in a yeah. blowout. I think like garbage time hurt. stuff, man. <laughs> like, dude, he makes Jared Goff like in that play action run heavy. He makes Jared Goff look like top five QB. Jared Goff is a top five QB. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> not, not according to the Ringer. What do you say in the Ringer? <laughs> uh, no, like eighteen or fifteen or something. Yeah. That's just disrespect. All right, guys. I think that's gonna wrap it up here at the Inside Slam for this week. Unless I'm forgetting. The Seahawks salute of the week. Oh, this, this one is presented to you by a blast from the past, currently known as Cafe Racer. But at that very same hollowed grounds used to be this event space called Barca. Where, where you, <laughs> it was a classy venue with a fully, fully, uh, full also bar pronounced downstairs. Barca? Yeah, <laughs> bar upstairs. Um, you can come in, and uh, the curtains kind of set the mood. Make sure you, you know, you and your friends have a good time and uh, have a good drink while you're at it. All right. Uh, their drinks were also notoriously cheap to make sure you didn't remember the night, but you always remembered a good time. <laughs> so we salute to you, Barca. And this week's Seahawks salute of the week goes out to Steve Hutchinson, Ooh. the three-time Seahawk Pro Bowler. He is a <laughs> Hall of Fame <laughs> in the <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of offensive, poor offensive line play, and going off last week's theme of get someone putting on some pads in a jersey, damn, Steve Hutch, we can use you. <laughs> Especially on the goal line. Um, Steve Hutch is notoriously known. Uh, we, we let him go trying to be cute with a poison pill contract. The Minnesota Vikings were here. Have Nate Burleson, who's more known for his, his commentating on Nickelodeon football games. So, uh, Steve Hutchinson, I wish we kept you on our team. We, uh, he was a great player for us on the the the, um, the Super Bowl run in 2005 against the Steelers. So we salute you, Steve Hutchinson, and thank you, Barca, for the uh, sponsorship.
know, 